It was but a year prior, at age sixteen, that I had stolen the watch off a fat innkeeper, who should have known better than to play dumb, which he did, and right at the moment that I was loosening a few of his teeth with my most talented knuckles. I was thus compelled to not only leave him as I did, with his blood and piss dribbled merrily about, but to go the extra step of filching everything he had on his person, which included, to my astonishment, the Excelsior, the precise model I had pined for in shop windows for months. Never had I owned anything so fine, and never would I again, with its sun-dappled gold plating, machinery delicate as grasshopper legs, and a tick, 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 like the sound of a man's fibula before it shatters from pressure. It made me feel good just to look at the Excelsior, particularly during fretful periods, which is exactly why I was fondling it on the foggy beachfront of Lake Michigan when some no-good bastard son of a bitch did what he did and murdered me, crept up and shot me in the back, a bullet through the heart, and down I went, into the sand, dead as meat. Let us not fritter away another second. I shall describe to you what it is like to die. Most humans conceive of the afterlife as a reward of stillness after a long life of continual movement. This is only half correct. Death, sad to say, is no blissful repose atop a cloud hammock, nor is it a carefree float amid the celestial ether. Death is a suicide dive off an incalculable cliff, a free fall of such pulverizing force that you become molten, brand new, every instant. This, reader, is the exhilarative glory of death, a motion so perpetual that all sense of self is scrubbed away, and you become a nothing in particular, rebirthed through the uterus of time. Oh, it was wondrous, brief, but wretchedly, painfully wondrous. For me, this paradise ended seventeen minutes after it began. I awoke not with the candied liquors of an Elysium feast upon my tongue, but the bitterest sand. My first breath with reawakened lungs was a wretched one, I felt, residual from my death, the touch of God with a slashed O. The surprise was that his touch was so physical, it was right there in my stomach, tickling and scraping. I rose to custard knees and doggy walked toward the surf to get away, but God's with a slashed O touch responded by abandoning the pheasant, gravy, and tankard loads of ale in my belly and scaling my throat. God, with a slashed O, for what he has done to me, I shall forever deface his name with a slash. No stranger to inebriation, I positioned myself to vomit up our almighty Lord, I had a fancified notion that the holy vomit would shoot like sunshine through the gray fog, and instead of the familiar sound of retching, I would hear Handel's Hallelujah Chorus. A willing choir boy, 
I parted my lips. What emerged from inside me was a damp and disgruntled mayfly. Dreadfully disappointing, no? Having moseyed into my open mouth during those seventeen minutes of death, the insect had panicked upon my resurrection and climbed its way back up my esophagus. I watched the beslobbered bug drop to the sand, be twirled by a lick of surf, and then fly away imperiously, as if I had called it a schoolyard name. Pocket watch palmed, I collapsed to my side, scared and confused, helpless and friendless. I closed my weary eyes. Still, I could hear each thunderous roll of the lake and feel each passing second of the excelsior. The tide washed over.